0: Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Thank you for joining on today, and it is Christmas, and we're continuing our series And All I Want for Christmas. We started out talking about uh, family restoration is the first message of this series. Last week, we talked about the desire of having a significant other and, and how to get that. And, and what a fun time we've had these past couple of weeks. And, and today, I, I want to take this series a little bit further. But before I tell you about what I want to talk about, I just I want to tell you how I'm feeling. And I think how I'm feeling is probably the way a lot of you are feeling. I love Christmas. You love Christmas. So many of you that I talk to, we love this season. We've always loved this season. It's about family. It's about giving. It's about fellowship. It's about hanging out together. But this Christmas just feels a little bit different, right? We're we're, we're celebrating Christmas behind masks. We're we're celebrating Christmas in in some places in lockdown. We don't know if we're gonna be able to get together with family. It just feels so different. And, and, and as I'm as I'm looking, you know, at the Christmas decorations in our neighborhood and as I'm going in and out of the stores, everything just feels just so different, like something is off. Am, am I reaching you today? Are you feeling the exact same way? Something is just off. Let me tell you. Oh, let me just tell you how I know something is really off this Christmas season. Are you ready for this one? We put up our Christmas tree without a single fight this year. That's how I know for sure that this Christmas is off, man. And there's always a small war fought in the La house when it comes to putting up the Christmas tree. That's how I know. And Christmas just feels different. Just feels a little off. I mean, we're all celebrating and and we want to. Be together and we want to experience the joy of Christmas, right? Come on, if you believe what I'm saying, come on, get in that chat. Just say amen, like, comment, share this, all right? But let me know that this is registering with you like it's registering with me. And so as I thought about this message and, and I thought about all I want for Christmas and, and what what do I really want, okay? I mean, we all like presents. We all like to get together with family, but because this, this season just feels a little bit off... <laughs> I'm going to tell you what the title of this message is, and I know it's going to sound a little bit cheesy, okay? But I think in this instant, cheese is going to work real well for us, all right? But this year, I just feel like all I want for Christmas is more of Jesus. And and I find myself just wanting to spend more time with Jesus. I find myself walking through the stores with an empty feeling, and my mind being distracted with, Jesus, what are you saying to me? I'm driving through the neighborhood, seeing the Christmas lights, and I'm saying, Jesus, what are you saying to me? I walk by our own Christmas tree, it's beautiful. Like yours is probably beautiful. And I, and I have this emptiness on the inside, and I'm saying, I, I just want more of you, Jesus. And, and I want to talk about that today. I, wanna, I just want to share with you my heart how I'm feeling, and how I think a lot of you are feeling right now. So join with me in a word of prayer. Let's get into some scripture. And I I believe I've got some things out of the Word of God that can really help us this year as we spend time. And our desire is more of Jesus. All right, so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of these who are watching. I thank you and I praise you for the opportunity always to share your word. Holy Spirit, I partner with you. I'm asking you to fill my thoughts with your thoughts. Fill my mouth with your words. And Lord, let revelation knowledge go forward. Let the hearer, Father, receive what they need to receive today so that we can be all that you've called us to be. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All I want for Christmas this year is more of Jesus. I want to be with my family. I I like the gifts that I get. Really, how do you get, you know, a gift for somebody who has everything? I'm sure I'm talking to some of you as well, right? Family, friends, fellowship. This year, all I really want is more of Jesus. I found this awesome scripture in the book of Ephesians, in the message translation, which kind of capsulates how I'm feeling this Christmas, all right? And I hope this, this, this relates to you too. Ephesians 3, verse 14 through 20. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, my response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. Now, this isn't talking to believers or to to non-believers. This is actually talking to believers. Believers, believers. Who, who, who have Christ in their heart, but he's imploring them, open your heart even more. Give me more of Jesus is what he's saying. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, that you'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus, the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. He's saying, open your heart, believers. Open your heart, Christians, and let the extravagant dimension of Christ's love fill you. Come on, all I want for Christmas is more of Jesus. Let his extravagant dimensions fill you. Reach out. And experience the breath, tests its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights. This is talking about the love of God. Rise to the light, plunge to the depths of God. Let God's love fill you. Watch this. Let God's love rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Man, this is such a powerful portion of scripture. And look at the end result. Verses 20-21, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And he does it not by pushing us around, but working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. What a beautiful scripture that talks about this position of more of Jesus in us more of his love in us more of our understanding of who he is inside of us that's what i want this christmas and this is what i hope that you want for this christmas too i'm not saying to ignore gifts and ignore family and not to and not to you know go out christmas caroling like who carols anymore today but and, and going to to look at christmas lights and christmas trees and the, and the different festivities some of you guys A little bit of eggnog that might have a little bit more than just eggnog in it. Come on, somebody. I'm not opposed to any of that stuff. And I think you should do all of that. But I think this Christmas, God is speaking to us. And he's saying more of Jesus. And I just want to challenge you today that this Christmas, let's ask for more of Jesus in our life. I want to talk to you about two sisters. In the Word of God, who are challenged with this, and I, th- I think there's some truth here that that will just come alive to us as, as we start to understand this concept of wanting more of Jesus. What are the things that get in the way? What are the What are the obstacles that get in the way of us saying, I want more of Jesus? We've just read right here that the more of Jesus we get, this more full life we get to experience. This life that's filled with the goodness of God, the purpose of God, the destiny of God. Even in the middle of challenges. Hey, listen, can I just tell you? It's in the middle of a challenging season is when we need the fullness of God. In the middle of the greatest challenging season of our life, we need to know that we're filled with purpose purpose, and destiny, like this challenging time that we live in right now, man, I just believe God wants us to be filled with his fullness. All I want for Christmas is more of Jesus. So these two sisters, we're in the word of God, and and, and a lot of you guys might know the story in Luke chapter 10. It's the two sisters, Mary and Martha, found in the Bible. And, and their brother or their relate, they were somehow related to Lazarus. The Bible doesn't, the Bible doesn't say specifically, but there was a relationship. Lazarus was the man that Jesus raised from the dead. Alright, so this is very interesting because these, these two sisters, this family, okay, they lived just outside of Jerusalem, okay? So it was close to to where Jesus frequented. And so so Jesus stopped. At this house often this is what's really cool so Jesus knew these people there was a relationship on his way to Jerusalem he always stopped here or he stopped here often this is a well-to-do family and they had to be to have a home that would be large enough to accommodate all of Jesus disciples and all of the people that followed him I want you to get the picture here before we start reading this this the story okay Jesus felt very comfortable here and Jesus Jesus said hey on my way to Jerusalem. We're going to stop off at Mary and Martha's house and hang out with our buddy Lazarus. Okay. So this was kind of the relationship that they had here. All right. So go with me to Luke chapter 10. Let's start reading this story because I think that we're going to see some interesting things here. Okay. All right. Luke chapter 10 verse 38. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into the house. So I want you to see here, first of all, Martha was the leader. Martha was the alpha female, okay? She was the leader of the home, and she was the one that was always initiating the visits with Jesus. She was the one that was always telling everybody what to do. She was always the one in the kitchen. She was always calling the shots. Do you know anyone like that, all right? And so so here's Martha. One translation says she was a jittery type okay and so she is inviting Jesus again into their house all right so get this picture all right and verse 39 and she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus feet and heard his word now you have to see this for a second first of all you to remember this is not the first time Jesus is here all right and in this particular instance Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to Jesus. Now, why is this a big deal, all right? Because tradition in that day said that if you invited somebody into your home, the women worked in the kitchen, the women did all the serving, the women did all the preparation while the men were in the other room and they were getting all the impartation or hanging out with the special guests. That's what the tradition was. But in this instance, Mary broke tradition. Why? Why was this such a big deal? You have to get this, don't miss this point, okay? And here's what I believe, as I started to study this, and I started to, to, to just pray about more of Jesus in my life. I saw something very beautiful here that I have never seen before. This particular visit into Martha and Mary's house was well into Jesus' third year of ministry. It was in the part of his ministry when he was getting ready to close up shop. When he was getting ready, all of his messages and all of his directives had everything to do with, hey, I'm going to be leaving soon, but I want to impart this to you. Come on, somebody needs to get this right now. I'm going to be leaving soon. There's some truth that I have for you. And for some reason, in this particular visit, Mary had spiritual perception to realize this may be the Lord's last visit with us. She had this sense that she wasn't gonna see Jesus again, or this may very well be her last time being able to sit at his feet. And so you know what she did? I believe this with all my heart, that she decided to chuck tradition that day. She decided to forget what the custom of the day was, and she decided, I'm gonna sit right here at Jesus' feet to get more of Jesus. Are you getting this, someone? What a beautiful story. The story of Mary and Martha is more about understanding spiritual perception, understanding the time that we live in, than anything else. Can I just get you to have a spiritual perception about the time that we live in right now. Yes, we've experienced Christmas and Christmas traditions and, and all of the fun things that go with that. And you know, I love all that. I'm all about fun in the Lasala household. But this year, I just feel like all of us and, and, and my message to the body of Christ even, not just revolution, is have some spiritual perception because Jesus is doing something different in our lives. And I don't know about you, but I want all that Jesus has for me. I want to be in the middle of everything that Jesus is doing in my life. And if I'm not in the middle, or if Jesus is not in the middle, then I want to find the middle of what Jesus is doing. Come on, are you with me? Somebody just needs to put that in chat. I want to be with Jesus. Do you? I am challenging you guys in this area of spiritual perception because I really believe this is a big deal here. All right. So, here's what I think was happening. In the living room or in that room <laughs> where where Martha was or where Mary was sitting, spiritual truth was going out. I believe Jesus was downloading things about the end of his ministry. Things like he said, "Hey, where I'm going, you can't go, but don't be afraid." because I'm gonna be with you. Things like, in that day, you're not gonna ask anything in your name, ask anything in my name, and it will be given to you. Truths that they never heard before. Truths that 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 salvation was for all men. The day was coming that, that you weren't just gonna have to be a Jewish person to come into the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God was gonna be available to all men. I believe those are the kind of things that Jesus was talking about that day. I believe Jesus was talking about the day is gonna come. Listen to this one. The day is gonna come when you're gonna be able to come to me freely and without feeling like you're carrying the weight of some sort of sin, some sort of baggage, and because of that sin or because of that baggage, you can't come freely to me. He said, I'm I'm telling you, I know the Old Testament was set up that way. You had to get clean before you could come into the house of God, but the day is coming when you can come into the house of God just the way you are. I believe Mary is just sitting there and Jesus is giving truth after truth after truth and he's preparing her, and she's in the middle of this spiritual perception, all right? This is so interesting, I want you to see this. So in the one room, all this spiritual truth is going forth. The beautiful presence of God is there. Jesus, the Son of God is there, okay? And in the other room, in the kitchen, there's another story that's happening over here. I want you to see this, all right? Look at this, look at this in in verse 40. But Martha, somebody needs to put in there, but Martha, Martha was distracted with much serving. And so here's Martha. She's in the kitchen and she's clanking around in there. Listen, it was her idea to have Jesus in the first place. Have you ever done that? Well, you, you bit off more than you could chew, and then you want to get mad at everybody around you. Come on, somebody. That's what's happening here. Here's Martha. She's in the kitchen. She's just clanking away. She's just throwing pots and pans here and there, all this beautiful teaching is going on in the next room, and you can just probably hear all the clanking and all the, the stuff that's just banging in the kitchen like happens in the La Sala House every single morning. Come on somebody. Alright? So she's just and finally she's done just clanking around. She just gets this idea. She says, you know what? This is dumb. But I have all those people out in that room that I have to serve. And I am doing this myself when my sister traditions that she should be here with me. All right. So she goes back and let's read this. It says here. So Martha was distracted much serving. And she approached him and she said, Lord, listen, she, she marches into the next room where everybody's sitting, Jesus is teaching, she interrupts his meeting, there's probably 15, 16 people there, and she just is so fed up and so frustrated, she had reached her boiling point where she really didn't care. Have you ever been there? And she was so sure, she was so sure about her viewpoint that she was willing to go out there, interrupt his meeting, embarrass herself, come on somebody, because she knew Jesus was going to side in with her. Man, have you ever done that? So solid in your viewpoint? So solid in your belief? that you now, now you think you're going to go out and even convince God? Because that's what she's about to do. She's about to go out there and convince God and give Jesus and her sister a piece of her mind. Come on, this is amazing, you guys. Don't miss this woman trying to yell at God. It's hilarious. All right, look at this. Look what she says her Lord. Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Look at me. I'm here trying to serve you. I'm here trying to work to please you. I'm here trying to do all of these things for you. And don't you care that I'm doing it by myself? And you are allowing my sister to break tradition, to sit here. This is wrong, Jesus. You need to do something about this. I want you to see, I want you to see two lessons here two lessons that Martha is about to learn. Now remember, this is all about spiritual perception. Two worlds hanging out over here. Mary understands the season, understands this time, and she's locked in. Martha is locked into her tradition. She's locked into the way it's always been. She was so, listen, listen. She was so locked into her tradition. She was so locked into her belief system that truth was standing right in front of her and she couldn't hear it. That's what tradition does. That's why Jesus said, your traditions, he was addressing the religious leaders, make the word of God of no effect. It makes it powerless. This Christmas season, I just believe Jesus is challenging all of us. And he's saying to us through the scriptures, almost prophetically, what tradition, what belief system is standing in the way of you receiving your breakthrough? What belief system is standing in the way of you receiving everything that God has for you? That's the first challenge, the challenge of her tradition. Then the second challenge was the challenge of her belief system that she felt like she had to earn her way to Jesus. Her part in this, in her mind, was I needed to serve my way to get the Lord's approval. Isn't this interesting? She's serving her way to get the Lord's approval when she already has it. She's trying to earn her way to the Lord's acceptance when she already has it. She's trying to earn her way to the Lord's affection when she already has it. This is so beautiful. And I want you to see that. Here's how I know. Look at the way Jesus responds to her. This is so beautiful. And Jesus answered to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Notice how tender he is. Notice he doesn't rebuke her. Notice he doesn't say, Mary, or Martha, why are you acting this way? Why did you come in and interrupt my meeting? Why did you embarrass yourself? Why are you yelling at your sister in front of all of these people? You should get back to the kitchen and do what you're supposed to be doing. Notice he didn't respond that way. But he's gentle with her. They're friends. They had to be friends for Martha to think that she could interrupt Jesus like this. There was a relationship that was going on here. This is so interesting. She had a relationship with Jesus, but she didn't know that she was accepted by him already. Mm. Jesus, tender. And his response to her was, "Look, look, look at this. You're worried about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. What's what's this good part? What does this mean? This 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 is amazing. Here's what Jesus was saying. What he was saying was that Mary is understanding that this may be one of the last times I'm here. Mary's understanding the truth that I'm imparting, the truth I'm imparting to her to help her to be successful when I'm gone. The truth that she's gonna need to deal with challenges in her life. This is what Mary is choosing today. You know what, Martha? I can hear Jesus. What you're doing, it's not bad. It's not bad. And, and what I'd love for you, Martha. Not to be so caught up in that, though. I love for you, Martha, not to be caught up with this tradition. Even, and understand that it's okay to break tradition. I've come to bust up your traditions. Come on, somebody. Aren't you guys glad for that? Jesus has come to break up our traditions. And Jesus, I believe, he was saying it's okay. I love you the way you are. I, I, you don't have to earn your way to me. You don't have to earn your way for my acceptance this is the response I believe Jesus is giving her that day now she's got to make a decision at this point she marched out there with her viewpoint so solid that the Lord was gonna see it her way Now she's got to make a decision and even though the Bible doesn't tell us this here's what I believe she did and this is the part that requires faith this is the part that requires a step. All I want for Christmas is more of Jesus, the setting. Jesus is tenderly talking to her. There's 15, 16, maybe 20 people in the room, including her sister, sitting at Jesus' feet. And Jesus corrects her in this beautiful and gentle way. Can you just imagine what's going on in her mind, all the people behind her? Is she? going to resist God, resist Jesus at this point? Or is she going to take a step of faith like her sister Mary did? And say, you know what, Lord, you're right. You're right. I'm holding on to some traditions. I'm holding on to earning my way to I'm holding on to some things that I shouldn't be. Here's what I believe happened. I believe she took a step of faith that day. I believe she decided, all right, I'm gonna follow you, Jesus. I'm gonna sit here with Mary, and I'm gonna trust you. After all, oh, come on, somebody. This is Jesus that she's speaking to. Jesus fed and provided food for 5,000 people. She knew it. Jesus couldn't provide for this group that's there. Come on, are you guys getting this? I that's what happened that day. I believe she took a step of faith and she made a decision to say, okay, I need more of you right now, Jesus. I need more of you than my tradition. I need more of you than my mentality of trying to earn my way to you. Hey, can I just tell you something that I I found out? This is staggering. This is so staggering. 48% of Americans, this is done by a study, a Christian university, American Christian university, it was done in August of 2020, in the middle of this pandemic, 48% of believers say that they have to earn their way to God. This is incredible. And here, Jesus is challenging Martha. Martha makes a decision, I believe, and takes that step of faith. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to get more of you, Jesus. Can I challenge you today to ask this Christmas for more of Jesus? Can I tell you something? Amazing things happened at the feet of Jesus. (laughs) Amazing truth was going out that day at the feet of Jesus. We already talked about this. And when you study the scripture, amazing things always happened at the feet of Jesus. I'm thinking about some friends that had a sick friend and they decided to interrupt Jesus' meeting just like Martha interrupted the meeting, opened up a roof, lowered their sick friend down at the feet of Jesus, the Bible says. And when Jesus saw their faith, saw their belief in him, looked at this decrepit man, and the first thing he says to him, he said, your sins are forgiven, get up and walk. And the man got up and walked. And I think it's so beautiful that the first thing at the feet of Jesus that Jesus addresses is his sin. Because Jesus knew he was mired in his own sin. And His in this man's mind, his sin was preventing him from receiving anything that Jesus would have for him. And here, I'm telling you, Jesus bypassed that man's sin and said, your sins are forgiven. And the man received his healing. Isn't that beautiful? Our sins and lawless deeds. He remembers no more. That happened at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> Come on. All I want is more of Jesus. I'm thinking about another woman that was caught in adultery. In the very act, the Bible says. And she was thrust at the feet of Jesus to put on a semi-trial here in the middle of this street. And you guys know the story, a lot of you. Jesus looked at her and looked at the man who wanted to stone her. And he said, you without sin... Cast the first stone. Bible says, one by one, stones started to fall, and the men walked away. And there was this woman, the Bible says, barely clothed, sitting there at the feet of Jesus. You know what Jesus did for her? He looked at her and he says, Where are your accusers? They're gone, Lord. Well, then neither do I accuse you. He gave her a gift. At the feet of Jesus, he gave her a gift, the gift of no condemnation. Then he said these beautiful words to her, now go and sin no more. He gave her a gift first and then freed her second. Isn't this beautiful, you guys? And I believe this year, Jesus, wants to make himself even more real to us in this season, as we gain spiritual perception. All I want for Christmas is more of Jesus. Let this song minister to you, that all we want is more of Jesus. In the morning That's our heart cry. Give me more of Jesus this Christmas. If you're you're watching today and you're saying, you know, this is me, Pastor Dino. I I struggle with traditions and allowing my traditions to block the blessing of God in my life. Or I struggle with thinking I have to earn my way to Jesus. I want to pray for you. I want you to know God loves you right where you're at. Loves you just the way you are. Whatever condition of your belief system, he loves you. His love for you does not change like we said earlier. I I just want you to get that today and let that love just free you. Let his care for you just free you. That that you know that that your actions, and, and it doesn't somehow build up to please God. You'll never please God more than you will right now. You'll never be more in right standing with God than you are right now as a believer. That's just what the Bible teaches us. Don't put these self-imposed blockages on your life to block you from all that God has for you. And for those of you who are watching, you say you've never invited Christ into your life. And you're watching and you're saying, you have some sort of perception to know that you need to take this step. I want to pray for you. I want you to come into right standing with God. I want you to have the spiritual perception today to know that Jesus is inviting you into his family. Jesus is inviting you to be led by him. Jesus is inviting you to relationship with him. What happens when you have relationship with him? He begins to converse with you. He begins to help you. He reaches down into the dark areas of our life and he begins to help us. He reaches down to the hurt and into the brokenness, into the rejection and into the pain, and He begins to help us today. If you have never allowed my Savior into your life, we can do so right now while you're watching by praying a very simple prayer. Would you just do that? Would you just put your faith in Jesus today and allow Him to bring whatever change, whatever healing necessary that you need in your life? It's a simple prayer, it goes just like this. Pray it out loud right where you are, Lord Jesus, come to my life. I'm inviting you to be my savior. Come live inside of me. I believe you are the son of the living God. I believe you paid for the sins of humanity. I believe today you are my savior. In your name I pray, amen, amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.